Bad Bird Presents Seat of the Allfather Written by Jay Isaac This is Chapter 1 In the Dark Part 1 The morning air was crisp in the early fall manner, cold without bite. A light breeze moved dry leaves along the sidewalk of an aging neighborhood, forming eddies that piled debris along the corners of cracked driveways. A rusting sign on the corner of a narrow street indicated this was the place one could be expected to catch a bus, but the overall character of the area put that idea into question. Below the sign, on a steel bench, sat a boy of perhaps 12 years old. He was slowly scrolling on a digital tablet, flipping through glossy, stylized images. The sound of footsteps gave him pause. He looked up to see a tall, broad-shouldered man approaching. The man had long white hair tucked neatly behind his ears, and wore a wool coat over a silver-colored shirt. Hello, young man. You mind if I join you? This bus still runs, no? The man put on a smile as he stopped before the boy. The boy turned and glanced at the house situated behind him, and then back at the man. Yeah, you can sit. The bus should be here soon. The old man nodded and took a seat beside the boy. He crossed his legs casually and stared off down the twisting roads of the neighborhood. A moment of silence passed. Presently, the old man looked over at the boy and smiled inquisitively. What are you doing with that thing? The boy looked up, and then down again, at the device. I'm just playing a game. Or why not read a book or something? The boy turned off the device and gave the man full attention. A book? I don't really like to read. Don't like to read. The man said the statement slowly as if he was tasting the words. That's not your fault, I'm afraid. The sound of a man speaking loudly drew the gaze of the two seated. The sound was coming from the house behind them, and it grew quickly in intensity. It was an angry voice, shouting and swearing, disturbing the quiet of the morning. That's your house, right? The boy's face flushed, and he nodded. The old man turned back around, resting his hands on his lap. My boy, you don't need to feel embarrassed. You are not to blame. Our choices in this world are limited as a matter of natural course. But they are limited still further by the corruption of our parents. The old man spoke in a resolute, matter-of-fact tone. You know, I feel there was a better time. 
one enjoyed by creatures that looked like us, but were so different that you would think they were a different species. The purity of their lifestyle guaranteed a life of fulfillment, purpose, and sanity. There was no need for pacification or self-medication. The old man motioned towards the device in the boy's hand. Not when the thrill of natural passion occupied their every waking moment of existence. The boy listened with a perplexed expression. Of course, now is not then. We can't have things the way they were. We must move on. The old man now faced the boy squarely, looking into his eyes. But there is a better way to live. The shouting started up again, and a shrill female voice began to harmonize with it. The old man shook his head, as if he was disappointed. David... I can't help but feel sorry for you, and children like you. You deserve better. The boy looked down at the ground, and his eyes welled suddenly with tears. He quickly tried to wipe them away. The old man's face wrinkled with concern. David, David, my boy. I'm here because I want to help. The boy looked up. Help? How? The man placed a firm hand on the child's shoulder and looked into his eyes. I am the rarest creature you have ever met. His voice lowered. Because I can actually make a difference in this world. And I can give you the life you should have been born into. The old man sat suddenly up straight, drawing the edges of his coat together. Ah, sounds like your ride is here, my boy. An old, creaking bus rounded the corner and stopped before the bench. The boy stood and walked slowly towards the opening vehicle doors. David. The boy stopped and, hesitantly, looked over his shoulder at the old man, who remained seated. I will help you. You will see. The beginning of the week was always chaos. 14-year-old Max Corey had slept in, missed breakfast, and almost missed the school bus. Mondays. Max leaned his head against the glass window on the bus and closed his eyes. He could feel the rough quality of the road through the vibrations on the glass. The potholes told him that they were still in Mansfeld, perhaps ten minutes from the school. He wished he could just stay on the bus and sleep. Sleep through the driver's circuit, sleep through the school day, and then get dropped back off at home when he could sleep some more. But alas, the day had to begin. Max swept a strand of brown hair out of his eyes and retrieved a small sketch pad out of his backpack. Drawing was cathartic for the boy, and he did it often to ease the boredom of the long bus ride. 
At school during lunch, Max chatted with his friend Lewis. Lewis was three years older at 17. He had taken a special liking to Max early on, and frequently sought him out during breaks. Their conversation normally revolved around the newest video game, or fresh school gossip. Today's topic was unusual. Lewis was telling him about a friend of his family, an eccentric fellow that had moved into the area over the last year. You know, he's really into making art, just like you. Lewis took a bite of his sandwich and tapped his foot on the linoleum. He says it's like a spiritual exercise, whatever that means. Maybe you shouldn't meet him. He lives like a mile away from you, up by the old train tracks. You might learn something. Max wrapped up the rest of his sandwich and put it back in his lunchbox. I just head up there and introduce myself? <laughs> I know he'd like the company. I'd go with you if I didn't live on the uh, other side of town. Max sighed and stood up. It was time to return to class. On the bus ride home, Max leaned his head against the glass and closed his eyes. Now, he didn't want to sleep, but he didn't want to go home either. It wasn't that he didn't like his home or his family, but it was hard times for them. Hard times can pull the fun out of almost anything. The main problem, from which all other problems flowed, was the fact his mom was sick. Something hard to get better from. She had been ill for a long time, and it seemed to be getting worse of late. When the bus pulled up in front of his house, Max opened his eyes. His father's truck was in the driveway. That was a bit odd. He was never home this early. Max shouldered his backpack and exited the bus. His footsteps were slow, slowing more with each step as he approached the front door. He stopped before the door and sighed. Finally, he went in. His father, James, sat on the easy chair in the front room, staring at the wall. He was a muscular man in his mid-forties. His hair was a graying chocolate brown, and he had ice-cold blue eyes that contrasted with his weathered face. He didn't look up when Max walked through the door. Max spoke hesitantly, in a quiet voice. Hey, Dad. A moment passed, and then James finally looked up. Hey, Max. How's school? Max shrugged and carefully set his bag on the floor by the TV. It was okay. You're home early. His father's face took on a dark look. Yeah, I... I quit, buddy. Max was young, but he understood what that meant. It meant more problems, more black, sticky emotion that would fill the rooms of the house and hang from the ceilings. I'm sorry, Dad. James put his face in his hands. <laughs> Max quietly observed the broken skin on James' knuckles. Abruptly, James sat up and shook his head. It's fine. We'll get through this. Go say hi to your mom. She's been anxious to see you. Grace was lying in bed, watching TV when Max walked in. She smiled faintly and beckoned him in with a pale hand. Max, how was your day, sweetie? Max shrugged. Just another Monday. 
Every school day felt about the same as the one before. Max leaned his head against the glass and closed his eyes, waiting for the inevitable big stop that meant he was at school. At lunch, he saw Lewis approaching from afar. Even from that distance, he could see his friend was lacking his typical cheery disposition. Lewis nodded at Max as he sat down and opened his lunch. The young man lifted a sandwich to his lips and then stopped, fixing his gaze on Max. Max, did you go see that old guy I told you about? Max rolled his eyes. No, I did not. To be honest, I think it'd be a little awkward just to show up at some guy's house, some stranger, uninvited. (laughs) Don't be ridiculous. He already knows about you. Max paused and raised one eyebrow. How does he know about me? Lewis wiped his hands on the tablecloth and looked away briefly. I, uh, I told him about you, about your art and stuff. He seemed really interested. For real. You should go meet him. It would be good for you. Max sighed and closed his lunchbox. It was time to return to class. This has been Seat of the Allfather. Chapter 1. Part 1. Join us next time for Chapter 1, Part 2.